And we're back with another Friday happy hour edition of the Stripe Show podcast. I'm your forever and always honest and hilarious host, Samantha Marks, part of the Travis Fulton golf team. And you wouldn't believe this, Travis, let me have the microphone to have a dear friend on the podcast on this very fine Friday afternoon. And I'm so excited to share this chat with you guys today. We have a very special guest on the other line, winner of the 2020 Diamond Resorts LPGA and the 2018 Blue Bay LPGA turned pro in 2016. And most impressively and importantly, was my teammate at the University of Arkansas. We welcome in the Gabby Lopez, Gibby or pollo, as we used to call her in college, which I still think is Spanish for chicken. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> hey, thank you for having me on the show. Yes, pollo is chicken, but I'm not a chicken. It's just a long story short. One of my coaches, Mike Adams, used to play a practice round with my dad and I. And my dad would say, hey, um, there's some chicken left in the bone and a four-footer. So he would need to cut it out and he would now give it to him. And then Mikey just asks, hey, what's, what does pollo mean? And he goes, goes, chicken. Love it. Well, I mean, we called you that since from when I got there. So I, and I didn't even ever know that story. So <laughs> good to know. Well, we've done a few kinds of things before together, Gabby. So bear with us if some of the questions are the same as we've talked about before. But I'm so glad to hear you're doing good. How has it been being back in action after, you know, the pandemic paused the LPGA and the sports world as a whole? Oh, it's such a blessing being able to compete, being able to, you know, uh, do your dream come true again, uh, being on the road, traveling and not being in quarantine. I mean, it just feels not as normal, of course, without fans, but it's just such a blessing being able to to play and give ourselves a chance to win, to win another golf tournament. Yeah. What are some of the most noticeable differences on a week to week basis? Uh, granted, obviously no fans, but what are some of the other things that maybe we don't see from, you know, a perspective of a spectator? Right. You know, this is such a weird year that it allows us to try different things, to to do something that probably we wouldn't for. Um, I'm trying to tell you as in a mental perspective, you see so many different winners this year there's not the same top five players in the uh, of of the lpga or the world that are winning consistently we see miriam lee we see mel reed uh win this year and i feel that um, it kind of gives us some of the freedom that we know that this year kind of doesn't count really and even me i'm trying different things out there and they're working and sometimes we hold back on doing things that probably we wouldn't try in a golf tournament or in a major championship. And I feel that, you know, this fearless attitude, this aggressiveness mentally approaching to the game for me is really exciting. And um, I'm planning to kind of stick into that in 2021 and just being mentally a little different than I was before. Yeah. And I mean, for those of you who don't know and don't know Gabby, how I did, you've always been a tough player. So to hear that you are more mentally tough is exciting. And I think you bring up a good point because we've talked about that, me and Travis on the podcast about how maybe the winners on the PGA tour too might be different. If this year never happened, if we never got that time off, um, you might not have the same first time winners, the people who are winning without fans. So that's a really interesting point, And I do agree what did you do differently in that span of time, maybe in the gym, on the course, on your mental game? 
how did you come up with a plan? Because it was such like an unprecedented thing. Right. Uh, just in quarantine, has it did feel different in practice. It was uh, at times it was different and it was hard to keep motivated because we kept having tournaments canceled and that was just hard at the beginning. But then I, as soon as we kind of hit the, the road again, I tried to put in practice and put in play whatever I practice in quarantine. I, I'm a draw hitter and, you know, I've been working so hard in my fate. I've been working so hard on that hold off shot, which I think is basic for, you know, right hands or major championships where the greens are super firm. So yeah, just being able to have the guts when you have water on the right or where you have, you know, the left to right wind and the pins in the right, just, trying different things and it's not because I couldn't do it before it's just probably I didn't I was holding so much back on the result and this year is is different like I said I'm trying different things I'm trying to be aggressively mentally a little bit more than I was before and care less about the results and the score and you know stick more to the process and you know that courage that takes to step up and do something new and I'm not sure if many girls out here are doing it, but I try to take this time to grow as a player, to grow as a person, to grow um, as a daughter, um, you know, girlfriend, friend. And I think it's really interesting and really exciting for, you know, take time for a change and not stick to um, the basics. I mean, I listened to an interview from Novak Djokovic at the Roland Garros Grand Slam, and he was saying that the only constant in his life is change, and mm-hmm. that is just really, really interesting. And that just stuck to my mind how that is so true, right? We're constantly changing. We're and if we feel that we're gonna keep doing the same little things, I think we're holding back and we're getting stuck. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right about that. And I think you know, just the average golfer that listens to this gets a lot caught up in the score as well. So it's interesting to hear you, you know, a very successful LPGA player, young in her career, have that perspective shift. What would you say to maybe you know somebody who just plays on the weekends and gets a little in their head about what they're shooting? What advice would you give to them about what you've learned? What I've learned is that. At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter what par is the hole. If it's par three, par four, par five. I was talking to my caddy today and, and he was saying, Gabby, we really put so much emphasis on the score. What par is it? But what if we play a tournament where no one knew what the par was? You just have to give your best effort and 100% to every single golf shot and try to do you know the less amount of shots possible. It doesn't really matter if it's a par, if it's a birdie if you just fall in love with the shot if you just truly enjoy hitting a good golf shot and validating yourself hey that was a really good golf shot you know sometimes we get caught up with with hitting every golf shot perfect and we feel that the perfect golf shot should be normal which is not I mean golf is a very very hard sport and at the end day if we just truly validate what we do right and accept our misses, I think that's what at the end of the day golf is about, being able to stay calm during the whole round and being okay with who you are. Yeah, no, for that's great advice for sure. I mean, I I know your swing coach, Horacio. Yeah. 
through competing with you growing up and through college, but you said you're working a little bit on your fade right now. Cause I know you're a draw player. You don't sling it quite like me, but <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you guys working on in your swing um, right now as the season is still in action? Right. Well, I'm, I'm just trying to be a little more consistent on that fade um, shot. So I'm trying to stay more connected during my swing and not trying to get all armsy. And I feel like a good drill for that is try to feel that you're not hinging or breaking your wrists and you're just taking the club mm-hmm. back with, with your spine, with your shoulder blades. And to me, that has been really useful because I'm a hitter. Like, I'll go at the ball. I'm not swing-through player. So I feel that just being able to be consistent with, you know, little drills or little feelings or sensations gives me a much better result at the end of the day. I mean, golf is a game of misses. And if you miss the least amount of possible, then you're going to have much better results. Absolutely. Well, this week you've got the drive-on championship at Reynolds Lake. You're there right now, I believe. Right? I am. And it's a beautiful place. I've never been here. And I'm really amazed about, you know, the energy and um, how beautiful this place is. Yeah, I've been doing a little Instagram stalking of the place, and it looks incredible online. How do you feel going into this week? You've seen the course now a few times. Tee off tomorrow morning. Yes, I feel great. This golf course, it's really interesting because the greens are fairly new, so the greens are playing a little firmer than we probably expect to. And I think you just got to hit the right section of the green. Uh, there's a lot of slopes. There's a lot of fall-offs. So you just got to be very aware of where to try to make the best birdie chance possible and uh i mean it's pretty wide open um so you can just bomb it to the middle of the fairway or even a little rough won't, won't hurt i'm just really excited to tee it off again yeah for sure well hey enough about all that let's take it back to our high school days <laughs> we traveled around to some of the same events for years we actually used to call each other eyebrows yes. And I'm not, besides the fact that we both have good eyebrows, I'm still not really sure where that came from. Then you convinced me to go or transfer to Arkansas after I reached out to you for some help, kind of just some like, um, you know, unbiased help. And then there I was on a plane a couple of weeks later. So tell me what you remember about those days as a junior golfer and maybe where they led you. Sure. I think golf is such a unique sport where you can make friends since you're a junior golfer or when you're in your 10, 15 year old and, you know, sometimes they're lifetime relationships and I'm really, really thankful for that. And I do remember just playing around um, AJGA Rolex tournaments or regular tournaments. We even played, I have a picture of us, I think it was a 2012 <laughs> US Women's Open. So we both qualified when we were junior players. So yeah. just being able to kind of go back to those memories and see that golf really unites people and sometimes it's business sometimes it's family and sometimes it's just friendships and I think um, people have to just encourage more people to play the sport because it just takes one golf shot to fall in love with the sport and make you come back again to try to repeat or make a putt or hit a long drive so I think um it's really cool to be able to to call this sport my my passion, my profession, and you know my uh, just making a living of it. For sure. Well, you were there a couple years before I was, but let's talk about 
the culture at the University of Arkansas because we had it so good with Coach Shauna Estes Taylor and Assistant Coach Mike Adams. I know I was there, so you don't need to tell me. But <laughs> what was your experience like there? For the people who weren't there. It's such a unique experience. I would recommend every single junior golfer to try to go to college because it just makes you grow as a person. It just makes you grow off the golf course, mature. I mean, I see a lot of players out here in the LPGA that they didn't show up or they didn't go to college. And you see that they react sometimes in a way that probably three years from now they won't they wouldn't react so I just feel that college makes you grow so much um as a person and just being able to to be a racer back that just that was probably one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life because it was just more about the community was I the the decision was made because Shauna came down to Mexico City to meet my family to meet my coach my home course and it just it's so different, I guess, from some other schools where you can create this family environment where for me, coming from Mexico, it's from a different culture, language. It was so nice to feel like home. I was not alone. I was taken care of. And that was, to me, one of the greatest blessings, being able to feel like family away from my home. Yeah, I would definitely agree about that because I felt that right when I came on campus and I still thank you to this day for getting getting me to get oh, on that sure. plane. I must have uh-huh. so well, it was so much fun. We had such a fun couple of years there together. Well, you were always the hardest worker in the room and it's showing to be paying off now. And in case you didn't know this, Gabby hits it a long <laughs> way. Like she said, she's a ball hitter, not a ball sweeper like me. <laughs> Um, well, with all of the talk, Gabby, around Bryson and others on the PGA Tour gaining distance, what are you doing to try to, I mean, keep up in the distance and accuracy conversation? I mean, the gym is key. You, yeah. you know, if, if you want to hit a long way, you got to be uh, fit, you got to be strong, you got to be explosive, you got to be fast. So just doing some footworks in the gym, just doing some sprints. Uh, probably just running three steps forward and then two back and then three steps forward and then two back um, jumping. I do lots of box jumping. And yes, I try to just, my coach and I are trying to use the ground as much as possible to get some speed and explosiveness out of there. So I'm not trying a 48 inch driver yet. <laughs> and I don't think I will because I wouldn't hit in the middle of the face. Yeah, I'm just trying to be more efficient at the end of the day. Um, your body is capable of as much as you can do. You don't want to get hurt. You don't want to get too crazy with your body. But sometimes just being able to have some research and being efficient, you know, having the sequence um, right when you're going down on your downswing. Yeah. Do you have you guys? I mean, I know it's talked about a lot on the PGA Tour right now. Is it a conversation that's happening in LPGA Tour between the players? Um, not really. I guess we don't. We haven't seen that many crazy players here. You know, gaining thirty pounds or um, just getting massively big. Um, we see a lot of players that are working really hard. I guess for a woman, for a woman, I think it's a little harder to to gain that much muscle mass, um, especially in the road. For us, I think for me, it's just it's hard to keep up with the gym too going too hard and then coming up to the golf course and play 18 holes and then come back again so personally Mm -hmm. I take more of the rest perspective to save energy and have 
more energy through the weekend. And I think to me, that's just been efficient. I see yeah. a lot of girls out here. I mean, it's Monday of the week of we're going to play and it's 4 p.m. and the range is packed. And I see so many girls trying to work on their swing or trying to work, you know, trying to feel prepared. But I feel that in my experience is just you, you do the homework at home. You try to do all the preparation and then just come here and adjust and adapt as, as fast as possible to, to the course. Yeah, that's what my, my swing coach used to tell me. He's like, when you step on property, that's what right, you got. Exactly. So Either you <laughs> study figure it out. <laughs> exactly. You've learned to play with what you right. have that week. Tell us a little bit about your team. Like, who do you have around you on a weekly basis? Right. I have, of course, my caddy. I have my coach, which he comes only either once a month or just major championships. My mom, she comes quite a bit. My boyfriend, he comes. Uh, he has a stat program called Around the Ball X, which basically is a strokes gain program from for the LPGA. We have nothing like that here on the LPGA, so he's put a stats program quite nice for yeah. That's so really cool. Like thirty LPGA players and fifteen from the top twenty who are using it. So I think it's really interesting to see um, how numbers are. Um, compared to LPGA players and not compare our na- our numbers to the PGA, which is just different. And um, mm-hmm. I have my physio that I need to get some massage on my on my back because I'm a very stiff girl. So being able to have some, you know, someone to release the stress and have your muscles ready to go. And um, and that's it. I mean, family's at home. I have a psychologist, and I work with him through the phone and um at the end they i guess for me like the less stress on property the less drama the better i play oh for sure well tell us something that the biggest thing that you've learned about yourself since your last win which was just in january i know it feels like forever ago to me i don't know about you i know it's just been a weird year but you'll you're getting back to that point where you're going to defend soon what's the number one thing that you learned from that win and then also just in the last year i've learned that i am mentally tougher than i thought i was i am much stronger in the inner gabby than i thought i was because when I had to make putts to to win or to just like make a good finish on a Sunday, I've made that. So it's really interesting to see that so many times we've doubted ourselves, so many times we, we think we're not gonna make it. And to me, those two LPJ wins that I have have been winning against my fears, against my doubts, against, you know, my nerves and that's to me the biggest win, being able to accomplish what you thought you were not going to do when you were having a hard time. And I think I think that just takes courage. That takes a lot of presence. And it's really fun to see. Um, sometimes when I feel uncomfortable, try to embrace that, right? So not, not only feeling happy when mm-hmm. I'm comfortable, when I'm hitting it perfect, when I'm hitting it good. Because in January of, of this year, I... I was shanking the ball probably three weeks before for two weeks. And I just started hitting it nicely probably three days before I left to Orlando. So it's just really cool to see how Mm -hmm. from the uncomfortable you can make cool things happen and you don't have to 
to feel that you're hitting it perfect to win. You know, Shauna always talked about golf is not a game of perfect. And the more the more you are okay with that, and it's just about scrambling and give your, yourself momentum with putts, um, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that I've learned. Oh, Gabby, that was so heartfelt. I love that from you. I'm so proud of you. So let's get into some fun stuff. We have some rapid fire questions. So we're just going to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask you these questions. Okay. Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team, in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter-weighted designs, use of high-density particles, and even a nano-transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. What's your favorite drink? Margarita. Good answer. Best shot you've ever seen on a golf course can be yours or somebody else's. Um, so actually last week, it was a pretty cool shot. My coach, he was in the trees and he was in the rough and he just grabbed his driver and he said, Gabby, take a look at the shot. And he kind of chipped it, but he sliced it over 40 yards and hit it to 15, 15 feet on the green. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's really impressive to see how uh, out of nowhere, he just hit it to 15 feet. That was pretty cool. That's crazy. Okay, how do you like your steak? Medium, cooked? medium rare. Okay, favorite candle scent? Um, something sweet. Yeah, like vanilla. Something sweet. Okay, if you could. Okay, if you could be any animal, what would you be? I'll be. I'll be a bull. A bull. Okay. Favorite movie of all time? This is a hard one. Um, I'm gonna say August Rush. Favorite non-golf vacation you've Going ever taken? To Peru. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Favorite non-sports celebrity? Non-sports. Um, Ryan Gosling. Oh, good one. I like that one. And then the last one, the weirdest thing in your golf bag? I have, oh, this is weird. I have, um, I don't know how to call it in English, but it's like this chest, oh, the chest king figure. Yes, I have that yeah. in memory. Yes. A chess piece? I have that in memory of my grandfather. That's really cool. And you just keep it in there for Correct. Keeps yes. safekeeping? That's awesome. Well, Gabby, thank you so much. As always, my friend, it was great catching up with you. I missed you, and I hope to see you soon. Thanks for joining thank us you. today. Whoop pig. pig. Thanks, Gabby. That's all for us. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next Friday right here on the Stripe Show Podcast, Bye. Happy Hour Edition. See ya.